Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Number one. Miss any part of the show? Every moment of every show is available in podcast form by searching Hanson Scotty on your favorite podcasting platform or online at kslsports.com. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Just past the 1 o'clock hour, Hans Olsen, Scott Gerard. This is 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. Hans, before we get going, uh, a reminder to everybody out there that there is a brand new KSL Sports app. Now, a lot of you, and even me included, uh, use the old Zone app that's been around for several years if you want to stream the Zone. It's really simple, and you know it's been around forever, and I get it. Um, and you've got that zone app and you've been trained forever just to fire that sucker up when you want to listen to the zone. Um, I'm giving you warning here in the next couple of weeks, that app is going to go away. Uh, there is a brand new, just spectacular new KSL sports app that's uh, been developed in conjunction with kslsports.com. All the stories, the headlines, uh, the updates from all your favorite insiders, like Ben Anderson with the Jazz and Mitch Harper with BYU. So many great insight analysis on there. Plus, you can stream the zone as well. So not only do you get the streaming function from the old app, but you get all the articles and insight podcasts available as well. So please do me a favor. We're giving we're giving you a few weeks. I'm just full disclosure here. You got a few weeks to ramp up to it. Uh, the, the company that uh, runs the old zone app is going away, and that app is going to go away. Do it now. You got. We're giving you plenty of heads up. Download the new KSL Sports app, and that is the way that you need to be listening to the zone going forward. It's really simple. Just search KSL Sports on your app store, whatever whatever app store you use. Hands, which now, my friend, you have to go to the iTunes store. Hey, because your bubbles are now blue, and I'm very oh, I excited love it about so it. much. <laughs> Welcome to the team. Don't scoff like you're so just upset. I guess I'm just blah. 
just feel Wait, dead, dead inside about it. I don't know. You're just blah? Yeah. There's nothing blah about being an iPhone user. It's pretty awesome. I just don't Congratulations. think anything, anything really changes. Your status changes, trust me. No, no. Like uh, People judge you based on the color of the bub- the text bubble. Like if you uh, if you if you text somebody and it shows up green, you just naturally assume something bad happened in their life. Jazz won't even let you be on their like marketing injury report if you if you have a, a green screen. Like you way, have that, to have a blue that, bubble. That's true, by the way. <laughs> it is absolutely. Like Locke, he doesn't get the information we get because of it. Um, is Kurt ready? <laughs> I don't. Want, I don't want to talk about this crap. I hate iPhone stuff. I don't like people that judge iPhone stuff. I hate it all. <laughs> I'm not kidding. This is dumb. But I'm an old iPhone guy now. So, Well, joining us now, Kurt Heelan. I guess we should have clarified whether Kurt's an iPhone guy or not. Uh, Kurt Heelan joins us from uh, our good friends at CBS Sports. Uh, Kurt, how are you? CBSports.com. Kurt, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing good. And uh, I, I hear Hans became cool. So he I, is. I'm glad to hear that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know if we can say that. It's going to take a lot more than an iPhone to make yeah. me cool. <laughs> you and me both. Hey, uh, Kurt Heelan, By the way, NBC Sports and ProBasketballTalk.com. Kind enough to join us. Uh, hands, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, Kurt, talk to me about what's going on with John Morant. Yeah, um, there's a report coming out that he uh, coming out that he. Uh, Got into it with a security guard and, and apparently flashed a gun with them at him last year. I don't have a ton of details yet. Um, the Washington Post, I believe, broke this. Um, I I'm loath to discuss it in much detail, simply that because I don't have enough information about. And I've been before I got on with you. I'm researching the incident and what actually trying to find out what actually happened and uh, where that stands. I imagine. If the let's put it this way, if the NBA didn't already know about it and investigate it, they are about to uh, in in some depth, and there's pretty good chance they did know um, on some level. So um, it's developing. Let's put it that way. This is this is all pretty new. Kurt Heelan again joining us as uh, the Jazz keep. Uh, now they finally did lose uh, to the San Antonio Spurs last night, and they got a six game road trip coming up, but. Uh, this team continues to defy odds a little bit. Walker Kessler, Larry Markinen, uh, Danny Ainge tried to gut the roster at the trade deadline, but they still found ways to win games. Um, just overall, where do you see this Jazz team? When you look at this team, do you consider them a potential play-in slash 8C quality team? I thought it was nice of you guys, by the way, to, to help the Spurs out yeah. after you know losing 16 in a row to, to, to let them have one. Um <laughs> I, I guess you could push for the eight seed. I'm just not sure, or, or the or the play in. I'm just not sure. I mean, right now, obviously, they are in that um, in one of the last play in spots. If it happens, it happens. But I, I think you're thinking long term, and you're not. This is one of those situations where Danny Ainge has made his trades, and, and both before the season started, and, and again at the deadline, you know, sending more guys out. And they keep finding, like you said, Laurie Markin has been great. Walker Kessler's been, <laughs> the best part is, as good as Rudy Gobert this year. Um, you know, it, it, through all that, they keep finding a way to win. And so you pat them on the back and say, great. But I don't think you, I don't know that it changes the grand plan. Um, 
So if you fall out, you fall out, and your lottery odds get a little better. But this isn't a team that's down with the Spurs right now. So they're just kind of in that middle and, and making their, you know, there'll be more moves this offseason, and we'll see which direction they go. Kurt, I'm going to mention teams, and you tell me if they are in the tank race. Houston? Yeah. San Antonio? Yes. Detroit? Yes. Basically, from the day Cade, they thought they were a, they thought they were a play-in team, and then Cade Cunningham got injured. Oh, dear. Uh, Charlotte? Um, again, another team that they, boy, when they lost Miles Bridges, and, and lost isn't the right word, when Miles Bridges found a way to disqualify himself for the season, um, they were in a lot of trouble. They really haven't been very good all year. And now, of course, with LaMelo all fracturing, LaMelo Ball fracturing his ankle, they are, they are all in for the tank, yes. Orlando? Yeah, they've been winning lately. They're just <laughs> enough to be. Uh, I don't think they're trying, you know, this is one of those situations where, I don't think management thought it would happen this fast, but uh, Paolo Mancaro is really good, and um, they've, um, you know, Franz Wagner and some of the other guys they've got, they've, they've have made it work. So, yes, they're tanking; they're not going to make the play-in, but they're, I want to say, like eight and seven over their last fifteen. Like they're they're winning enough games that they're not they're not tanking per se. Like, and they've got like. I think like two games against the Heat are some good teams this week. They can sneak up on you if you sleep on them now. Indiana? Oh, should be tanking. Um, but, I th- again, another team that's got just between Halliburton and, and Turner just too much talent. It's kind of like Utah. There's just enough talent there that, that they're not tanking in the classic sense. I ask about those teams because Scotty and I have been debating whether the Utah Jazz can get into the bottom six. And I feel like their best the best they could do is bottom seven, but it's more likely bottom eight. They're currently the 13th worst record in the NBA, and we're just trying to figure out how low they can get. And so I'm trying to identify which teams are are truly in a tank mode if it's Oklahoma City. And the one that is really curious to me right now is Los Angeles Lakers. Because you, you go back and look at the LeBron James situation with his foot, and he finishes that game after the foot injury, and he has 11 points after he injures it, and he's in there in the fourth, and it's a tight game in the fourth. There's a big three that was hit. You're, you know, it's a one-point or two-point game or three-point game, and you've got this last-second heave. He's on the court for the final seconds of that game against the Dallas Mavericks, and I'm watching him back guys down with that foot, really posting heavy on that sprained foot, and now we come to find out he's out a couple of weeks. It just, it all seems a little bit strange for me with the Lakers. What are they up to, Kurt? Um, I can tell you that they, they were not trying to tank. The, the goal was to, to, they thought they'd put together, and they looked at four, what was it, four games or five games, whatever that, what it was. They actually looked pretty good. Like, like good enough that you're like, wow, I wouldn't really want to see Anthony Davis and LeBron James with, hey, they tried something crazy, like putting shooting around them again. Um, and it looked pretty good. But now, you know, with him missing time, they need, basically what they need is both Utah and New Orleans to tumble and for them to just find a way to get above 500. But they, Anthony Davis is out tonight now, too. So, yeah. good, good luck. Um, I, the problem for them is there's no point in them pulling the plug because they don't own their own pick. Their pick goes to the Pelicans. So 
they might not race LeBron James back if it's meaningless and it's you know borderline, but they gain nothing. They are still trying to make the playoffs because they just gain nothing from tanking. Kurt Heelan joining us, NBC Sports and ProBasketballTalk.com. Um, overall, when you look at um, where this, uh, you know, I guess, you know, we for so many years in the NBA, and and I, I grew up an NBA fan, and it was always a handful of teams that you knew could win the title every single year. Like, you knew that, oh, it was going to be the Celtics or the Lakers, and then, oh, it was going to be the Bulls or the Pistons. You just knew that it was going to be two or three teams and nobody else. Is this year a little bit more wide open? Can you identify the the two teams that it'll be one of those two teams, but those one of those two are going to win a title, or does this feel a little bit more NFL-ish in terms of uh, a little bit more parity with the league? Uh, there's definitely more parity, especially in the West, because I can talk myself into multiple teams out there um, getting on a run and, and making it. We'll, we'll see. We'll start to see tonight what Phoenix looks like. Anything else? I still think. Boston and Milwaukee are the two best teams in the league. But Philadelphia is pretty good, and you can, again, you can kind of talk yourself into them getting a little lucky and getting some matchups and, and getting some wins. And then, you know, let's say it is Boston, hypothetically goes through to the finals. They're the best team, but once you get into the finals, if you're Denver or you're, again, Golden State goes on a run, whatever it is, you got a puncher's chance. You, you've always got the, you know, you've always got the, I, look, Toronto deserved that championship. They were phenomenal. Kawhi Leonard was phenomenal. The Warriors were healthy. That wasn't going to happen. But they just, you know, physically fell apart during that series. Um, you always have a chance. So I think that, it's a, but to me, I'm with you. Normally you're like, it's one of these two teams out of the West, one of these two teams out of the East, you know. And this year, outside of, I think, one of the two teams will be Boston or Milwaukee. Outside of that, though, I don't know. So, Kurt, I'm just looking at the Dallas Mavericks post-Kyrie Irving move, and right now they're riding a ugly little one-and-five streak, Yeah, including the loss to the Lakers the other night, and then they just lost to the Pacers. Pacers. Um, how is the experiment going Right now, with Kyrie Irving in in uh, in that roster lineup, yeah, they're one and four with both of them in the lineup. And I looked it up this morning for a, a story at NBC for three things at NBC. Um, they are over these last five games. They're one and four. Like I said, their offense is actually like really good. <laughs> you know, even though there's kinks to work out and what have you, they're fourth best in the league. They're scoring a ton of points. Uh, but they can't stop anybody. Their defense is awful. And their clutch play has been, when it gets down to the clutch, and that's where the, you start to see chemistry and system, they just haven't built any yet. And so they have struggled in the clutch of a couple of close games. And we'll, I'm really curious what happens with this, because they're, I mean, I expect they will re-sign him, um, but it's Kyrie Irving, so... <laughs> Everything comes with a grain of salt, right? Like, I expect this to happen, but um, I think it's going to be interesting, though. Like, I don't know. It hasn't gone that smoothly yet, but I don't think it's gone that poorly. I just think they don't have good defenders on that roster, and that's not something they can fix until next summer. And the chemistry isn't 
they're still playing next to each other. And it takes time to figure out, I mean, how long did it take Wade and LeBron and Bosch? I mean, what, what year and a half to figure out how to play with each other? It just takes time. How impressed are you with Jokic hitting the uh, 100 triple-double club in just his eighth year in the league? Yeah, I think he's going to be pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think that's fair. No, yeah. he, it's unbelievable. I, guess I was listening to recently. It might have been Zach Lowe. It was like, we got to stop talking about him as the best passer. Start talking about putting him with the great passers of all time because he's you – know, his, yeah, he can score and he can shoot, but there's been a lot of guys, but, and, and he's big, so he gets some boards, but it's the passing and the, the vision of the game and the IQ that separates him from everyone else, where he just sees the game and doesn't, you can't rush that guy. You just can't make him play fast and make many mistakes. It's, it's, it's kind of amazing. So, I'm just looking at 18, 19, 20. It looks like Atlanta's got 20 games remaining on their schedule. They just made the Quinn Snyder announcement. Scotty and I know yep. Quinn well. I know you know Quinn well and his accomplishments, what he's capable of. You know the roster that Atlanta's dealing with, and you probably know some of the problems that they've dealt with through the last coaching regime and why they are out the door. So with with all that taking all that into account, Atlanta sitting thirty one and thirty one, sitting five hundred. How do they finish this season out with Quinn Snyder as the head coach? I don't think he makes that much of a difference this season, just because I mean you guys know, and, and Jazz fans know from watching, like he runs. He's got a system he wants to run um, with a lot of off ball movement and, and threes in transition and some things Trey Young should like, but. There's just when you take over 60 games into a season, you don't get to make many changes, man. Like you just you're going to have to kind of ride out what they're doing to a large degree. You can tweak the rotations a little, and you can add some wrinkles here and there. But you know he doesn't get to install his system until and, and some of the stuff he wants to do until next year. So it is what it is. Um, I think this just gives him a jump start on getting to know some guys. But I think he's a great long-term hire. A just because I think he's a a very, very good coach. But also, this is the first coach that comes in there. They've had, look, they've had issues getting Trey Young to be the team player they want him to be sometimes. And and now here comes a coach with the contract and gravitas to come in and say, hey, you're going to do this my way, right? Like, Lloyd Pierce couldn't do it. Um Nate McMillan and he had a frosty relationship because Nate didn't have the leverage. Quinn comes in with leverage. Quinn comes in with some personnel say, and if things don't work out, he's fully within his rights to go. You know, hey, what about um, what about moving a different direction here? Like it, the time has come for the, the Trey Young trial has come. Like you're either going to can you build around this guy? Do you want to build around this guy? Can you? build a true championship team around this guy. They're going to find out pretty quickly. And Quinn Snyder's got the wherewithal. I think they're all on the same page to either make this happen or, you know, make their move and move on. But um, I think that that's good for them because I think he needed, he needed somebody to put him in his place. Kurt Heelan joining us, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Uh, Steph Curry, just uh, a release statement from the uh, 
Golden State Warriors saying that he is uh, close to getting back. No timetable, but that uh, that he is increasing his on-court workload and including scrimmaging. Um, do you uh, do you anticipate that when he comes back, the Warriors will be able to uh, flip the switch and get back to Warriors basketball? I'm I'm a little skeptical just because they've been so bad defensively this year, um, and they don't have the same depth. They don't have this. You know, they miss Otto Porter. They got Gary Payton the second back, but I don't know if they're. You know, they got him on the roster. Don't know if they're going to be able to play him um, just because of the the injury. Um, so I'm a little skeptical, but when you get four rings, you get a certain amount of. Um, benefit of the doubt so yeah. it is it is not it is certainly not out of the realm of possibility right like that they just that that is exactly the thing that happens that they because we've seen it as recently as last june and the core six guys from that championship team are still on the roster and there is a certain so what i'm looking for there's a certain we need to make this happen now sentiment around them because i don't there's not a whole lot longer with this core group together. Um, they're running into financial trouble. Draymond didn't get paid. And so whether it's this summer or the summer after, I don't look, the music's going to stop and Draymond's going to be the guy without a chair. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if this is the last run or not, but there is a sense that their time is getting of this era is getting thin, you know, and that kind of pressure could motivate them. We'll see. Well, Kurt, we certainly appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us, and I uh, look forward to catching them again next week. Thank you, Kurt. All right. Enjoy the Thomas and Max, Scotty. You got it. Oh, I'm fired up, man. Uh, it'll be a fun one tonight for <laughs> sure. And back here next week for the tournament, too. I'm, I'm spending uh, a good chunk of time down here in Vegas. It's so. affordable. Yes. It's a, it's a lovely place to be. Thanks, Kurt. Utah, Kurt Heelan. Utah State taking out a loan. Oh, geez. <laughs> 24 bucks for a... Was it at least like three or four eggs benedicts? Or- Two. So you split one English muffin. So one English muffin cut in half, slice of ham, poached egg, hollandaise sauce, and you know usually you get like a big old slab of a uh, big old chunk of hash browns to go along with it. Yeah, they were two like triangle deep fried um, hash brown things that you get at like McDonald's. Twenty four dollars. Not like shredded hash browns that are on a flat top and 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 uh, grilled to perfection, and a lot of them. Oh no, it gosh. was like two triangle. I should have taken a picture. Two triangle pre-processed McDonald's like hash brown patty thingies. I know exactly what you're fry. talking about. I know exactly yeah. the hash brown you're talking about. Is this was this at the casino, the hotel casino? Or? Yeah, yeah. Then that was my. I should have just. I don't know found a bagel somewhere hey i mean that mill was comp for you anyways though winner 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 <laughs> actually i'll pay you with your own money so, sound. <laughs> so do you guys think less of me or more of me if i tell you that i did not gamble a single not a single chip hit a table last night in vegas i'll say yeah. i think more of you don't give vegas a penny of your that's my thought money don't and there's no would poker you think less if it what if it was uh say the three of us there and we didn't the three of hit us a table if the three of us were headed out to play some tables we wouldn't go to Vegas no or at least I wouldn't well say that we're there for like some sort of I don't know conference of some sort hey that's coming up again by the way well then we're gonna drive out to Scotty's haunt the South Point 
or South Point. I like South Point, and yeah. where where we might be able to pick up a five dollar table, or and and a good buffet too, or or we could go to Fremont Street and get a uh, what was that oh, weird meal that we had? Oxtail. Oh yeah, oxtail soup. It's the premier dish on the buffet that we oh, got. Oh man, that was so bad. There there was hair on the crab. It was the, the crab okay, legs still had hair you on. Gotta them. stop. <laughs> stop. <sighs> That was the worst buffet I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah, not even close. Brown edges on the salad. It was, it was scary bad. All right. no, we, we would make a very good decision on where we would go, but I would not be giving my money to anywhere on the strip. All right. So let okay. So but the, you and I have been to a couple of good buffets. Are good. I mean, when we got thrown out of the Aria for trying to put them out of business. Oh, that was a good buffet. So, like, is there a number? Like, how much money for a perfect buffet? It's got all the crab legs, all the prime rib. It's good quality, like, and and everything you want. And you have full run of the place. You can go back as many times. What is your, like, price point where you're like, okay, that's still too much money? This is out of my pocket? Out of your pocket, yeah. 68 bucks. Your limits right there. Yep. That's really like okay. So like fifty. Because I think some like, of those are okay. like like yep. eighty nine, ninety bucks, but you're getting great quality. Yeah, I think the Aria was in that seventy eight dollar yeah, range or eighty dollar yeah. range. Uh, the, the Caesars, which is billed as the best buffet right now, and I'm talking about the proteins, the meats, the crabs, all that that kind of stuff. I think that's billed as the best. And the last time I went and had it, it was eighty nine dollars. And I, as I was sitting there eating, I'm thinking, this is amazing. And the meats were smooth, and it was really buttery and great flavors, great textures and, ten, and, and all those kinds of things. Very consistent. But even then, I sat there and thought, I just don't know if it's worth that. Under 70 bucks, great buffet. I can sit there for an hour. Oh, yeah. Somebody's always there to refresh your Coke Zero. I'd do 68 bucks. How about you, Scotty? Uh, I think it might be. I might be in the low 80s. Well, the low 80s are going to get you some really good buffets in Vegas. Yeah. See, and I'm going less because I know there's no way I'm getting my money's worth. Like, I'm not going to eat that much. I'm not going to be able to do it. Well, and that's, So it's got to be less. That is a problem because when I do pay over the 68, if I'm paying in that $80 range, yeah, you better get I, it. I don't even touch the salad. I don't touch the sides. I try to get my money's worth in yeah. their most expensive get my prime items. rib. I'm getting my crab, and yeah. I'm loading it up with that stuff. Yeah. Don't give me the potatoes. No, not and it, don't bring water. Yeah, you got to stay away from the starches. Not, not touching the soda. I'm just going to see how much meat I can take you for, <laughs> because I feel took on my price. That is gold. And but the, but you know if I sit down and I feel like oh I paid a good price and 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 it's good food then I'll hit all the sides. I'll have a little bit of salad and and I'll enjoy myself. But you're right, Lloyd. Sometimes I get a little bit too. I'll get you when I feel like I'm overpaying on a buffet. And then two hours later, you're just feeling like you made horrible oh. life choices. Oh, you feel like you've got a cow in your stomach. Why yeah. is this something, this is all ringing so true from something recently? What was it? Oh, the All-Star outing. That's right. I remember now. <laughs> where I could tell you regretted everything you did. <laughs> yeah, well, we had a good time, though, didn't we? We did, yeah. but the regret on your face was, was something. I left because I was in misery. My well, my guts were churning. Well, you did eat two milkshakes too at the very end of it. Did they're good though? Yeah, I know they are. They were good because well, you went with a different flavor. Mine was mine was the better flavor. Hey, you know how scientists say that milk expands in the stomach? Yeah, they're right. It curdles. 
And you know how scientists say rice expands in the stomach? They're right. And I gored it on milk and rice. (laughs) (laughs) I, I was speed eating on milk and rice. By the way, my wife and Rifon are headed to Vegas this weekend for Rifon has a big volleyball tournament down there. So nice. Talking about um, club volleyball and the expenses and I bet that wasn't all expense paid by the club, right? <laughs> you paid your dues. This will come out of your dues. You don't have to worry about paying <laughs> any extra for this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's when you when you write out the club dues, you're like, oh, yeah, this certainly would include my wife and I both on these trips. I'm yes. sure. I'm very sure of this, but no. Uh, I'm going to send them to Costco here in Utah to buy food to take to their hotel in Vegas. Make sure that hotel has a fridge. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, there will be no eating out in Vegas. That's the other thing, too. Like, when I go on a lot of these trips, I'll buy, I'll stop at a gas station, I'll buy a bunch of Coke Zeros, put them in my bag, and then, you know, I stay at a lot of Marriott's, and Marriott's always have a fridge in it, so I'll stock up the fridge. Well, here at this place in Vegas, yeah, I have a fridge, but it's all filled up with booze oh, and stuff, and it's, <laughs> and if you nudge it the wrong way, it's going to set off all kinds of alarms and then charge the hotel, you know? Oh, man. What a nightmare. You know you can fill those up. You can drink those, and then you fill them up with water, and you put them right back. You don't even know. Well, it sounds like a fudge shop up in uh, Weaver. <laughs> Sorry. Hans and Scotty. True. Good, the bad, the ugly coming up next right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Home. This is Jake Scott and Ben Anderson. Of course, he's my co-host for Jazz Pre Half and Post. He's the coach, Tim Lacombe. Jared Vanderbilt's been really the the big name that Lakers fans have been excited about. Is that a player the Jazz are going to regret giving up on? You know, I don't know. I, I think we saw early on. I would say that Jared, his inconsistency at times can be an issue. I think you see games where he flies around, uh, and then I see other games where, you know, he's just kind of out there. And I think if he can find that, you know, then the Lakers have themselves something but I like Jared here but I just don't think he had you know that ticker going all the time and I think it was pretty evident at times that you know if he can't shoot and he's not flying around on the boards you know what good is he out there and so you know hopefully it works out for him but I think that I think the Jazz did just fine here Jake Scott and Ben Anderson every day from 10 to noon on 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to saddle up and talk about the winners and the losers. This is the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, here's the good. George, or excuse me, 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. Sorry, I was was looking at this story here um, in regards to... Oh, it's at the Big 12 tournament, so that's why. All right, so... The Big 12 tournament, not featuring the four newcomers yet, uh, at the Big 12 tournament hands. 
is debuting a uh, Big 12 menu with menu items featuring the signature item from every Big 12 school. So I was curious when I saw this. I'm like, oh, what's BYU's signature dish? Well, they don't have one yet because this is at the basketball tournament, and obviously BYU's not in the Big 12 yet. Right. But let me run through some of these, and you tell me how uh, how interested you'd be in them. There is the Baylor Float. It's a vanilla ice cream and Dr. Pepper. That's it. Okay. Uh, a Cyclone's Tenderloin. A Kaiser bun, breaded pork tenderloin, sliced onion, sweet and spicy pickles. It's Iowa State. That's Iowa State. Uh, the Kansas Jayhawk mac and cheese. Uh, mac and cheese uh, topped with uh, house-smoked pulled pork, uh, barbecue sauce, and crispy fried onions. There's the Kansas State Wabash Cannon Dog, bacon-wrapped, bacon-wrapped jumbo hot dog topped with wildcat purple relish. Then you've got the Stormin' from Norman Oklahoma Taco, fry bread topped with ground beef, shredded lettuce, tomato, beans, onions, and chili. Pistol Pete, Oklahoma State fried corn, uh, bacon fried corn topped with uh, crushed Doritos. The TCU loaded tots, tater tots. Who's the fried corn? Uh, That's uh, Oklahoma State. Bacon fried corn topped with crushed Doritos. Uh, The TCU loaded tots, tater tots, spicy queso sauce, chopped house smoked brisket, pico de gallo topped with horn frog purple sour cream. This is TCU? That's TCU. You got the Texas Longhorn Quesadilla, triple cheese quesadilla, steak or chicken with burnt orange salsa rojo sauce. Not rojo, but uh, rojo sauce. Sorry, that was That's a That's an underrated that. joke. <laughs> yeah. Who was that triple cheese? Uh, that was the Texas Longhorns. That's a triple cheese quesadilla. Triple cheese quesadilla, steak or chicken, and right. burnt orange salsa rojo sauce. All right. Uh, Texas Tech masked Ryder burger, all beef patty, cheddar, fried onion ring, sweet pickled jalapenos, and barbecue sauce. Mm. And then finally, the West Virginia Mountaineer roll, sliced pepperoni and mozzarella cheese in a soft roll. Wait, walk me through that one again. Uh, sliced pepperoni and mozzarella cheese on a soft roll. I'm not sure if they included like marinara sauce or something like that, but that's all the description they have. Yeah. So that's like not, a like a pizza on a roll? Yeah, that's what it sounds huh. like. It sounds so West Virginia ish. <laughs> so, with that said, any anything in particular jump out at you? Yeah. So this is how I'd go. Uh, this is how I'd rank them. I would go Oklahoma State's bacon fried corn. Oh uh, no, sorry. I would go uh, TCU. This is is the brisket tater tots. Is that TCU? Correct. Okay. Yep. So I go TCU brisket tater tots number one. I would go. I would go. Iowa State's tenderloin number two. I would go. Texas Tech bur- the burger with the onion ring on it. Yep. Number three. I would go. I would go Oklahoma State bacon fried corn, number four. All right. I would take the Texas triple cheese Rojo quesadilla. Yeah. Rojo. Number five. I'd take the Jayhawks mac and cheese, number six. Ooh. I might have that a little higher, but. I'd like take it. 
the Kansas State K Dog, the bacon wrapped dog, number seven. I'd take the Oklahoma fried taco, the fry shell with taco, the the ground beef. Yeah. Number eight. I would take the sliced pepperoni on a roll from West Virginia, number nine, and I'd take that Baylor float, number ten. Baylor really melded in there. They That's really, they really melded in. But those TCU tater tots, walk me through that one more time. All right, TCU tater tots. Uh, let's see, TCU loaded tots, tater tots, spicy queso sauce, chopped house smoked brisket, pico de gallo, topped with horn frog purple sour cream. Get the pico de gallo out. Uh, well, and, and just leave the sour cream white for me. Yeah, yeah, that's a little weird. But I leave the pico de gallo. Throw throw on that salt. That that is there like anybody that likes pico? Like anybody? I don't mind pico. Yeah. You don't? Yeah, I like, I like, man, pico. I am not a I like pico a splash guy. of pico. Like on uh, if you go hit like one of those um, many establishments in Utah, you get a little salad. You throw yeah. a little pico on the top Hold of it. Hold the pico. Hey, you know, if it does make my crispy tater tots soggy with the the juices, then no. But if it's just a chopped pico, like a nice chopped onion, tomato, juices kind of melded out of there and throw that over the top of that queso sauce and the smoked brisket, throw a little sour cream on top of that. By the way, pulling back the curtains, uh, like yeah. as you went through that stuff, Scotty, like hands was literally, I mean, it was like he was breaking down film. How many? Like, how he many was time? jotting down notes, and he's like, "Huh?" And he, I could see his mind just working there. How many times did you bite your lip? <laughs> Twice. <laughs> I bit my lip when you went through the brisket tater tots, and I bit my lip on the mac and cheese, and I bit my lip on the onion ring burger. Take me through that Texas Tech burger one more time. All right, Texas Tech burger. Um, it's the Tex Tex Masked Rider Burger. All beef patty, cheddar fried onion rings, sweet pickled jalapenos, oh, and red Raider barbecue sauce. Oh, jeez. That's a number three for me. I'm, so I'm going brisket tater tots, number one. The tenderloin from Iowa State, number two. And I've got that burger from Texas Tech, number three. That's my top three. I like it. All hey, right. Can you tell me the Iowa tenderloin one more time? <laughs> the worst. We've been through this like five times. It's not going to like magically end up in your lap and you're going to eat it right now. It's just not happening. It's the Cyclones Tenderloin, Kaiser Bun, breaded pork tenderloin. So that means, you know, breaded and then fried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sliced onion and sweet and spicy pickles. Mm, It needs a good chunk of mayo on there, too. That sounds real nice. Mm, A breaded breaded and deep fried tenderloin. It smells good. (laughs) Tell me, uh... What goes in? Okay, oh. we 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 got no. We don't got and time. then the Baylor float, vanilla ice cream, and Dr Pepper. Hey Baylor, you are lame. <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a root beer float guy, and that is lame. That's what you're going to do. So, Come on. So guys, what would BYU bring to this table? Well, that's the thing, and I'm tweeting this out right now. If BYU, if all they bring to the table is a cougar tail, you're still better than Baylor, but you're 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 second to last. Like. You got to go talk to you know Bam Bam or or some somebody down there with barbecue, and you got to come up with something better. Well, if we were to bring like any type of traditional, any type of traditional dish, you know, I've had some really good. Is it Pilgrim's Pie? Is it uh, 
what is that with the mashed potatoes on top of the ground beef? Oh, shepherd's pie. Shepherd's pie. Yeah. I've had some really good shepherd's pie a couple times in Provo, a couple different places. Um, if you could do a great shepherd's pie, that might get you in there. You know what's underrated? And they took it off of their menu a couple years ago. They used to do the Mile High Meatloaf at Cheesecake Factory. And and I, I never got it here in Utah, but when I was playing with the Colts, we'd go to the Cheesecake Factory and they had this Mile High Meatloaf that was to die for with the, with some potatoes on top, some mashed potatoes on top of this beautiful, soft, incredibly delicious, well-spiced meatloaf with some onion strings on top and a little drizzle of gravy. And it was it was plentiful and it was delicious and it was the best dish I thought they had. So maybe you come with a high-level meatloaf. Somebody might hear the, the description and be like, oh, meatloaf, well, I'm taking the onion ring burger and the brisket tater tots and the mac and cheese over that. Well, hold on. Let's get it in the mouth first. Let's let it go across those taste buds before you start saying, well, meatloaf, meatloaf, double meatloaf. I hate meatloaf. Don't do that. <laughs> Great poll. You know I say that every time we have meatloaf, even though I like meatloaf. I know. I say it every time. I can't help it either. Meatloaf, meatloaf. I hate meatloaf. <laughs> uh, Lloyd, do we even have time for a bad or ugly? I'm sorry. This I hope so. Than a, let's get to it. Let's get to the bad. Now the bad. Um, we brought this up with Kurt Heelan, and I don't know what to make of it, but I did go back and watch it this morning, Scotty. LeBron James coming down and injuring the foot. I don't even know when it happened because he planted on it. He didn't really even come down on it. And as he laid on his back, he was saying, it popped. I heard it pop. And he was saying it to his teammates, and the the camera was up close on him. And you could even hear him saying, it popped. It popped. He gets up, walks it off, continues to play through the remainder of the third quarter and through the fourth quarter, and doesn't just play through those quarters, plays well and plays aggressive. Getting in the post, putting his back to the basket, forcing with his hips, backing down, getting to the rim, exploding off the court, dunking, taking jump shots, defending, running, and doing it till the final second ticked off in the clock, on the clock. And they end up getting that win against the Mavericks. Well, comes out in a boot yesterday, and Memphis beats them up pretty good. Memphis gets the win against the Lakers, beats them 121 to 109. And there's LeBron in his boot. There's the reports. Two weeks. And I'm looking at it thinking, two weeks. The guy played, and it's two weeks. And this is a team that's fighting for postseason positioning. I don't know what to make of this. I don't. And Kurt Heelan set it up nicely. He said, Hans, they're not tanking because they have nothing to gain from tanking. They they don't have their draft pick. So they there's no reason for them to do this. But it feels so peculiar to me, Scotty, that LeBron James is all of a sudden out for two weeks. Plus. I, I, okay. Um, I'll, I'll take it. Obviously, they can't tank. You're right. And Kurt's right. Um, but I do think that LeBron just doesn't have it in him to make some push to get into an eight and seven seed and at best – and get bounced in the first round. I don't think he wants to be associated with another first round exit. 
So, so, I, so you think he's just disassociating himself think, from a potential yeah. collapse? I think in two weeks, there'll be a press release that'll come out that'll say, upon further evaluation, LeBron James' uh, injury is not healed to the point, uh, you know, due to... Uh, uh, LeBron will focus on getting prepared for next season and will no longer, um, you know, be part of this year's team or something like that. Hmm. So just to save face, not just really, to face. To, not really to help the team, but just to save face. Yeah, that's my guess. Wow, that is very LeBron. Good job, yeah. LeBron. Yeah, good job by you. All right, uh, whole world news coming up next. Hands and Scotty, ninety-seven-five, the KSL Sports Zone. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome on Rival with Scott Mitchell and Alex Keery. Jeremiah Jensen walking into the studio. I think you want him in the lottery. I'm not going to sit here and try to rationalize the idea of being in the play-in and all that kind of stuff and being that being valuable experience for this mm-hmm. team. You know, if they earn it and they go and get it, so be it. Where this franchise is right now, and I think the the decisions made at the trade deadline signal where they wanted us to go. Okay, let's be honest. And so let's let's get there. I think it's all about the future right now. Uh, you have discovered some pieces that matter. Lowry Markkinen is an all-star starter. He can be a cornerstone for your franchise. I believe they still need a number one. I think Lowry is an elite two. Maybe you know. I, I, I just I think that if you want to win a championship, you need one more guy. You need one more alpha. It's Unrivaled. Afternoons from 3 to 6. Presented by G2G Bars. Perfect for anyone who needs a quick, tasty, and nutritious boost. The 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Go! It's time to span the globe for the hard-hitting news you care about. Well, not really. But hey, at least we found it interesting. This is Whole World News on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. We've got, got the, the whole world in our hands. We've got the whole world in our hands. We've got the whole world in our hands. It is Whole World News right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hey, remember, Remedical is Utah's only physician-owned and operated wellness clinic offering ED treatment. It's discreet, non-invasive, and customized for your needs. Remedical.com. Go there today. All right, hands, time for another edition of Whole World News. Chick-fil-A is taking a stand, Scotty, and I wouldn't mind seeing this across the board for all fast food establishments. This is one particular Chick-fil-A. It's in Pennsylvania, Royalsford, Pennsylvania. Oh, so not a, it's not a company-wide thing? Just this, no. And, okay. it, and as you know, Chick-fil-A's are independently owned, So, yep. and Chick-fil-A grants them the rights. There are certain standards and rules, but they grant them the rights to take care of their in-house dining and, and those types of things as they see fit. Well, this Chick-fil-A in Royersford has decided to ban kids 16 and under without the accompaniment of a parent. They said, we've contemplated long and hard before posting this, but decided it was time. Often on Saturdays and days when schools are off, we have school-aged children visiting the restaurant without their parents. Usually these children and teens are dropped off for several hours at a local bounce park and groups of them then walk to our restaurant. While we love being a community restaurant serving guests of all ages, some issues need to be addressed. When groups of unaccompanied children and teens visit our restaurant, the following unacceptable behaviors often occur. Volume. They are loud and their conversations contain explicit language. We are a family-friendly restaurant where this is not tolerated. 
Mistreatment of property. Food and trash are often thrown around and left at tables, chairs, and on the floor. Tables and restrooms are vandalized. And decorations are often stolen. Disrespect of employees. Employees are laughed at, made fun of, treated wrongly, cursed at, ignored when they ask the children and teens to either change their behavior or leave. Unsafe behaviors also occur walking through the parking lot and drive through lanes. And they go on, Scotty, and they essentially say, this is not, we're not blaming the parents for raising bad kids. It's just kids that are 16 and under don't know how to act in private areas without the accompaniment of a parent. So they can come through and they can get their stuff in a drive through. Uh, they can take it to go, but they cannot uh, use their in the in-house dining area to, to stay and eat. I think that's fair. Absolutely fair. I'm 100% on board with this. I think it's absolutely fair, too, because, Lloyd, I know this has happened to you, Scotty. I know this happened to you, where you're at a place with your family and your kids, and you get a group of teenagers or just those tweens that are right there in that age group, and they come in, and they're loud, and they're obnoxious, and they're and messy. Some and, of the language, and yeah, I'm like... And you're like, do you have... This is public. Do you have... Oh, and, and you just grit your teeth and think, oh, man, if these were my kids. And then you always have the talk with your kids when you leave. If you ever act like that in public when I'm not around and I find out about it, there's going to be hell to pay. Like yep. it's language that, I mean, Scotty would blush. <laughs> Let's not go too far. All I know is my kid's not the one dropping F-bombs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was... That was unfortunate. But I love the policy. And I don't mind it being implemented. I wouldn't mind seeing it at the OG. I wouldn't mind seeing it at any of those those places where it's like, all right, you want to come? That's fine. If you're an adult, that's fine. If you're not, you need to be with a parent. Otherwise, don't come yeah. in here acting like that. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I would love to see. I'd love to see Chick Fil A take this a little further, make it a, a company wide policy. Yeah, yeah and, eighteen, and that's what I thought too, Scotty. I was thinking eighteen. I I might say seventeen and under, but you're right. It's the sometimes it's the seniors. Usually, you get to college and you start to pay a couple meals, and, and you're like, "Oh, yeah. this is." And you mature a little bit yeah, too. You get you a job, yeah. and you're like, "I want people to treat me the right way, and I better treat my boss the right way, or else they'll fire me." And you start to understand that there's an exchange of treatment, yeah, that you're responsible for, and that's maybe your first year in college. So, I would probably reach into that 17. Maybe I would go 18. And say, I just remember how I behaved as a 16 and 17 year old, and uh, yeah, that, you know, look, you're around your buddies, and you're not, you don't, you're not a bad person, but you get the mob mentality of you and your buddies, and you do and say some stupid things that, frankly, if I were a restaurant owner, I would want no part of that. Get you're out, spitting your straws. You know how you just open yeah. the piece and you spit yeah. your straw thing out, and it just goes wherever, and you don't care. And you do stupid things yeah. as a youth. You know how you like that, those plastic salt shakers and you stand up and nickel and then you slam the salt shaker down on top of it? And then so whenever somebody picks it up, all the salt pours out of the bottom because oh, you broke the... Man, man Scotty. Do you go too far. Oh, Jeez. Wait a minute. You guys did that, didn't no. you? No. I don't know what you're talking about. Are you serious? You did I, that? 
No, I read it on the internet somewhere. The kids do that these days. That's horrible. What? Let me guess. You turned it into a pipe bomb. What did they? <laughs> what did they do, Scotty? I no, maybe I think I read it wrong. Never mind. Let's, let's forget about it. I can't Not believe the things you used to do. What did they quote unquote? What did they unquote do? I don't know. I think it's probably best we move on. <laughs> I like the policy. I respect it. And Is this just mean we're getting old? Yes. Okay. I'm hearing this. I'm like, I know the stupid things I did. I, I, like, I get yes, it. Yes, it but means I'm we're like, getting old. Yes, but yeah. I cannot put I up with. I for a salt shaker. Uh, for sure. I cannot put up with teenagers, I'm gonna call tweens, it this in, in eating establishments, acting. And I'm talking about Jack fool. A like the movie. Yeah. Like doing stupid things like those guys on the movie. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Jack A. Yeah. That movie. The, the they do the little pranks and all those things to each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's that mentality. Like all these these they just do these things. I'm like, why? But yes, it is because I think it is because we're getting old. Yep. And maybe we do have 18 or 17 year olds that listen to this that are like, what are you talking about banning us from a an establishment or okay, not, boomer? We're just saying you need to be with your family. You just yeah. need to be with your parents, so that look, so that you're, you're not going to do that around mom and dad. Yes, mom and dad sees you do that, they're going to lose their mind. Yes, they're going to take it out on you. But you get around this mob mentality with these teenagers, and the next thing you know, you think it's funny to steal the spoons and forks and you know run them outside for one reason or the other. Yep, L- Lloyd, did you still? Oh no, why are you looking like that? No, I didn't. I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, I remember one of the two of you talked about needing spoons and forks for college. I'm pretty sure it was you. No, <laughs> oh, that was that was this guy. Who? Wait, well, what guy? <laughs> don't Nothing. point. Don't point at the board. <laughs> <laughs> Go too far, Commodus. Not okay. <laughs> I thought we wanted to share stories. Oh, that was on air. That. Yeah, you did. Share I didn't that on know air. I was not on air. That, that was, was on air. hundred percent. No, uh. Uh-uh. Are you sure? Are you sure? Like I'm, I'm, I'm like ninety nine percent sure that was on air. No, I'm guaranteed that was off air. I'll, you know you what? Much. I'm going to go look in my drops because I'm pretty sure I did a drop out of it. Like, why does this knife say Sizzler on it? <laughs> Maybe it's not important. <laughs> yeah, I could have sworn Lloyd had some that. Said training table on it. No, I oh. didn't do that. I had some of those dishes that, that you put the sauce in. Yeah, I took some of those. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but not. But not really. All right. Hands and Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Kick off your 2 o'clock hour. Coming up next. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, 
There are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.